0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. About three years ago, my wife um, met this woman at 24 Hour Fitness. Remember when the gyms used to be open? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Becky was at the gym, and she, she saw this lady, and she's an older lady. She just, in fact, turned 78 this kind of Christmas season, and, and Becky struck up a conversation. If you know my wife, she she's very sweet. She talks to anybody. She feels bad for anybody who's left out or alone or whatever, and she goes in um, uh, with an agenda to get you saved or get you to church or get you both, and so she she, she talks to this, this lady, and she's just sweet anyway. She just wants to reach out to people, and she befriends this lady. This lady is not saved. I'm going to call her Glory, just because I don't want to say her, her real name, just in case. But uh, let's just call her Glory. She's not saved yet. She's from, um, she's from Romania. Um, she cusses all the time. And she's 78 years old, so it's just kind of weird, like, how this, how this happens. But... Um, so over the last three years, we befriended her. Becky's done some things for her, brought her food, took her grocery shopping, um, cleaned out her house. She had like a 1,000 pairs of pants and shoes and all this kind of stuff. She just like keeps stuff, and um, she doesn't have anybody to give it to. She's been alone for like 35 years, living, living by herself, just by herself. And so this year at Christmas, she loves to see lights. So we went and picked her up, brought her home, uh, brought her to our house. And Becky, you know, um, if you've ever been to to – our house or seeing Becky decorate, she's, be- she's great at it. So she makes this like beautiful uh, table placements and this, this lady loves nice things. And so she's just like blown away by how nice everything is. She loved our knives for some reason. She kept talking about our knives, butter knives. I didn't know those could be cool, but apparently ours are cool. And so um, while I was outside kind of cooking and barbecuing, she was inside with Becky and she started to open up a little bit more about why she's been alone for 35 years. And so basically what happened was she, uh, 35 years ago or so, she got a divorce and she put all of her focus and her purpose on her mom. She loved her mom. She had a great relationship with her mom. Her mom was getting older, so she took care of her mom. She was the only one of her siblings to do that. And so um, when her mom passed away 30, 35 years ago, um, she, kind of, she kind of lost a piece of her. And during that time, there was conflict between her and her sister-in-law and her brother. And her sister-in-law literally told this woman that she was going to be single, alone, and miserable for the rest of her life. This is what she told Glory. She told her she was going to be single, miserable, and alone for the rest of her life. One of the things that she tells me every time I see her is, she says, I'm a miserable person. I've lived a miserable life and then she cusses. (laughs) But she literally rehearses what this lady said 35 years ago. She, she, she was cursed 35 years ago. The reason it was a curse is because she agreed with it. It was a lie, but she agreed with it. Now it's a curse. She has to basically forgive that person. She has to break off that, that, uh, that curse if she wants to live a life where you know she can have friends or whatever. But she doesn't believe she can have that. At Christmas time, she pours two glasses of wine. She drinks one, goes around the table, and drinks the other one as if she's having kind of like a, a conversation because she's literally alone. What happened 35 years ago to this woman was there was another woman who stole her faith. She stole her faith, so she stole her future. She doesn't believe she can have friends. She doesn't believe she can get married again. She doesn't believe she can have a a community of people. She just thinks she should be miserable and alone. I want to tell you today that we cannot let anybody steal our faith. Your faith is precious. Your faith is worth the fight. Your faith is worth it. You need to hope for things. You need to believe for things. We're called believers for a reason. So we got to go into 2021 with faith. Title this message is Faith Forward. If we want to move forward strong in 2021, we got to have faith. The word for today is faith. It's faith. It's faith. The Bible says this about faith. It says, Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, or the assurance of things hoped for. And now hope in the Bible is not a wish. Hope in the Bible is confident expectation that God's going to do what he says he's going to do based on his faithfulness. So faith is the substance or the assurance of things hoped for the evidence or the conviction of things not seen so your faith isn't needed when you can see stuff with your eyes once you see it you don't need faith faith is for what you see in your heart you got to have faith in your in your spirit so that you can see outside what you see inside that's what faith is faith is the is the guts of hope if you don't have any guts of something it'll it'll die but if you have guts it can live it can be supported hope without faith will soon fade away it'll become a wish it'll become a wish that's why you need faith we need faith it's the substance of things hoped for luke 18:8 8 says but the son of man but when the son of man returns how many will he find on earth who have faith God is looking for faith. He's looking for people of faith. Why? Because He releases His word to people of faith because He knows that His word will land on faith. He's not willing for His word to return void, so He's looking for people with faith to release His word to. Because if you have faith, the word of God will land on you, and then He watches over His word to perform it. I know it's a little bit a lot for the first five minutes. Mark 10:46 I want to talk about a person of faith in the Bible and his name is Bartimaeus. I don't call him blind Bartimaeus cuz he's healed. <laughs> so verse 46 says now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho nothing happened in Jericho so as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus sat by the road begging Bartimaeus means son of, Timaeus means Timaeus. So Bartimaeus didn't even have a name. He was just a son of somebody. He had no name at all. He was no factor. Nobody expected anything from him. Yet we're reading about him in the best-selling book of all time, the Bible, and he's going to change our life this morning. It doesn't matter if you've ever been recognized in your life. It doesn't matter what your past is. God can use you. It doesn't matter if you're a no-name with no expectations. God can use you. Bartimaeus was a no-name, no-factor, and God is using him thousands of years later to change our world. So he sat by the road begging. Now, like I said, Bartimaeus got healed. He's called blind Bartimaeus, but he got healed in this story at the end. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Bible scholars will say that Timaeus, his dad, was also blind. And so this one encounter with Jesus broke a generational curse in his life. I believe today, 2021, you're going to break some things in your, in your life, in your generation. It's going to change generations behind you. God can change generations just like that. One encounter from Jesus, one encounter from Jesus can change everything. So he sat by the road begging. And when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus, I believe, had a dream in his heart. I believe he had a vision inside of him that he would see one day. I believe he, he, he thought that one day, possibly, maybe, that he would get married, that he would have kids, that he would be able to talk about what everybody else was always seeing and telling him about. One day, I believe, he thought he would see. He kind of hoped it. He might have heard it from friends, but he, 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 he didn't have faith for it. He kind of hoped it, but he didn't have faith for it. But then he heard that it was Jesus. He heard that it was Jesus. There are some people here and you kinda think that you have potential. Maybe someone's told you, but you've never heard Jesus before. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God, the revealed word of God. Now, we got to read the revealed word of God in here, or we hear it in our spirit. Bartimaeus had it in the flesh. He had Jesus, the revealed word of God, in the flesh. And when he heard Jesus, faith hit him. And when when faith hit him, he began to cry out. He began to pray. He went from begging to praying, from begging to crying out, because he got faith on the inside of him. He said, Jesus, have mercy on me. When Jesus comes into your world, we got to stop begging for things that he's already died to give us. We have a lot of Christians, and we're begging for things Jesus already hung on a cross to give you. You are a son or a daughter of God. You don't have to beg. You might have to battle, but you don't have to beg. You are victorious. You are a champion. You are royalty, sonship, daughtership, Pastor King, That's who you are. You need to stop begging for things. You don't got to beg for your healing because you were healed. You don't got to beg for your freedom. Jesus died on a cross and the Bible says he disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them. We're begging for more power. Jesus, give me more power. You know what? You don't need any more power. You got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. All you need is less of you. Paul said, let it not be I that live, but Christ that lives in me. You got all the power you need. Let's stop begging for it and let's start using the power that we already have. He already died to give it to us. We need to go from begging to believing. Then many warned him, because he's crying out. Many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. It's funny that when you get passionate about something, people try to shut you up. People try to quiet you down. If you go counter-culture, if you try to open your business, people start to get mad at you. They start to hate on you because they, it challenges them. It challenges them on the inside like, I can't do that, so I'm gonna bring you down. We're gonna bring you down. I got more haters this year than followers, I think. Normally you're going for you know followers on Facebook. I got haters on Facebook, okay? We got haters. We got haters. Anybody else get any haters this year? People get, yeah, yeah. We got haters this year. It's been been a, a crazy year. They're trying to quiet us down because they don't have the faith to do what you're doing. But let's not let our haters keep us down, let's let our haters be our motivators. Let's let our haters motivate us. I remember, I remember when I was a junior in high school. I was a junior in high school and I was playing, I was playing uh, football at Granite Hills High School. I was playing free safety. I was out of bounds and my own teammate tackled me, piled on the, on the, on the pile and blew out my ACL. So every time I tell this story, I, I get unforgiveness comes up and I gotta deal with that. So I'm dealing with, I've been dealing with this all day. I need the shredders back up here. <laughs> So he hits me out of bounds, blows out my ACL. I'm out, I'm out. The next day, it's a Friday. The next day, Saturday, I go to see the doctor. The doctor says, you're never gonna play football again. You may never play sports again. Now let me tell you what this means to me. I'm 16 years old. My only dream ever was to play professional sports. That's the only dream I had. There wasn't a plan B. Ministry was nowhere on the radar. Nowhere. So you know what I did after I went to that doctor, he told me I was never gonna play again? I got a second opinion. I I got a second opinion. I went to another doctor and he said, we can fix this. You'll be back in four to six months. I was back in three months because I wanted to show that hater that he couldn't keep me down. Don't let a hater keep you down. Some of y'all need a second opinion. You've been listening to the haters and they've been holding you down. You need to go get a second opinion. You need to go hang around with some awakened church people with faith. They can put faith on the inside of you. Don't let the haters keep you down. He went even harder. He cried out all the more. This is what Nehemiah did. Check out Nehemiah in Nehemiah 6. Nehemiah was just trying to be a good citizen. He's just trying to repair the city, build, rebuild his city, rebuild the walls. He was just being a good citizen. He was just trying to go to a restaurant and have some food. He was just <laughs> trying to make a living. He was... He was just trying to be a good citizen. But the government came. And they said, Nehemiah, you cannot rebuild your city. You're rebelling against the king. You can't do it. This is what Nehemiah said. There is no truth in any part of your story. You're making the whole thing up. This is in the Bible. They were just trying to intimidate us imagining they could discourage us and stop the work. So I continued to work with even greater determination. In 2021, you got to get even greater determination on the inside of you to build your business, to build your family, to build the church, to build your kids, to build your body, whatever it is, even greater determination like Bartimaeus, like Nehemiah, They didn't let the haters keep him down. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. He got, because of his faith, he got the attention of the Messiah. The Messiah was busy. He was doing stuff. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise. He is calling you. These are the same haters. Now they're saying, be of good cheer, Bartimaeus. He's calling you trying to get on the bandwagon there are people that are going to come back and try to get on your bandwagon once this thing is over and it's okay we can welcome them back we can welcome them back but there will be a point in your life where God will call you to something he's saying he's calling him right now to rise and come to him there will be a time and a moment in your life I'm believing in 2021 where God's going to call you to something and the question is are you going to answer Bart picked up the phone. Will you pick up the phone? Because God is going to, he might be preparing you, he might be testing you, but he's eventually going to call you. And are you going to answer? Are you going to step out and ask that girl to marry you? Are you going to take that job? Are you going to start that business? Are you going to step out and tithe? Are you going to step out and give? Because giving is not tithing and tithing is not giving. Are you going to step out and pray for that person and believe God for something big? Are you going to pick up the phone? Because God's going to call you. God's going to call you. God's going to call you. Nudge your neighbor and say, it's about to get good. Verse 50 says, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. We gotta think about the garment back then. The garment for Bartimaeus was his identity, it's who he was. It gave him the right to be a blind beggar begging on the side of the road. It was his livelihood, it was his career, that's how he got money, That's that's how he paid for things. That was his cloak or his garment that he was wearing. So to throw that thing aside was a big deal. He was going all in. Could have been very embarrassing for him if it didn't work. If he didn't get healed, maybe he would lose his garment. Maybe he would lose his identity. Maybe he would lose his way to make money if he didn't get healed and he was embarrassed. He wouldn't be able to go back on the side of the road and beg because that's what gave him the right to do that. That was his garment. When God calls you, sometimes we got to change some things. we got to throw some things on the side because where God has taken you, you can't bring that stuff with you. So you got to throw it aside. you got to throw it aside, but then you got to get up. Bartimaeus didn't just throw something aside, he got up. We can't just talk about it, we gotta be about it. There are some things on my vision card this year that I have thrown aside the mindsets that have not allowed me to do it. I have thrown aside the excuses, but now, am I gonna get up? Am I gonna get up? I wrote it down hoping I'm gonna get up. Some of you have some things that you've, you, you're you in the right mindset. You've changed your behaviors, but you haven't got up yet. You're nervous. You're scared. You're, you don't know how to do it. You're, just get up. Get up and come to Jesus. Get up and come to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Vision Sunday is important. Because if Jesus comes to you and asks you what you want and you don't know... He might just go to the next person. Oh, you don't want anything? All right. You want something? Christian wants something. Shauna wants something. Hallie wants, sorry. Go down the whole row. That's why you write stuff down on your vision card so when he comes to you, you have an answer. You have an answer. And and, and this isn't like a a religious church where we have this false humility and we don't really ask for anything because it's whatever God wants and whatever his will is. and, uh, And we have this little tiny little ask. At this church, you can have a big old ask. I want you to have an ask that's so big and somebody sees it, it's almost embarrassing. It's like, wow, that's a big ask. Last Last service, my wife was like, okay, okay. Like out loud, she's yelling at me, okay. But you can have a big ask at this church. God is a big God. He's bigger than you think. He's big. He's big, and there might be lockdowns in 2021. There might be restrictions. There might be regulations, but it ain't going to affect or hold back Jesus. Come on, they tried to lock him down in a tomb for three days, and he got up. You can't lock down Jesus. If he wants to get something done in your world, you can't lock him down. No mayor, no governor, no boss, no lockdown can keep Jesus from doing what he wants to do in your life. The only one that can stop him is us. Unlimited 2021. The prodigal son blew all his money in Vegas lost everything, came back, and the father took him back, but he had a big ask. At least he came to his father and he said, give me my whole inheritance. At least he asked. We have not, because we ask not. We need wisdom. He could have used some wisdom, but at least he asked. I don't wanna go through this year or any year and not ask for stuff that God's already promised to give us now. I I wanna get to the end of my life and him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You actually at least tried to do everything I wanted you to do. We're gonna fail, we're gonna make mistakes, whatever, but at least, you know, at least we try. Let's just go for it. Let's just do it, all in, all in. Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Where are you going? I don't know, just send me. Let's let's just go, because with God, anything's possible. It's exciting, it's exciting. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Because of his faith, he could see. I think the most important thing for your future to see is your faith. Bartimaeus knew what he wanted, and he got himself to a place of faith because he heard Jesus. Jesus was able to release the word because he knew it wasn't going to fall on hollow ground because he knew this man had faith, and then he received his sight. He didn't even have to fight for his sight he just had to receive his fight because the fight is in the faith fight to get faith fight to have faith faith fight to keep your faith and then you can receive your miracle but you got to get your place to a, a place of faith God is looking for people with faith so he can release his word so that you can see with your eyes what you saw with your heart he doesn't want his word to return to him void January 1st, 2018, I was sitting right around here. One of you, one of you, wherever that portal is. I was sitting right there, and there was a prophet from Arizona here named Mike Maiden. And you guys know we lost everything in 2008, 2010. You've heard this story a hundred times. We had lost everything. What you might not know is that it was a fight for me for many years to recover my faith, I felt like a failure. Uh, I, we lost everything we had, 13, 14 properties, my own house. I was a husband who, who told my wife I was gonna be her provider, her protector. I had two young boys. We lost everything, everything. I had to sell my wife's wedding ring. If you're a married man, that makes you feel like absolute nothing. I was so disappointed in myself. It was horrible. We had to take uh Becky's retirement early just to live for a couple of months. Like it was brutal. So I had a fight of faith. Was I gonna was I gonna get up? Or was I just gonna sit there and say I believed that God was good and say I believe that God can do it? Thank God I got up. It was a fight. I had to get I had to get my faith back. I had to get. I had hope that it would happen again, but I had to get some faith. It was a fight. I had to be in church. I had to be in my word. I had to be around people that weren't going to hold me down, but were going to lift me up. And so I got back to this place of faith. My wife and I, we're in this place of faith, 2018, January 1st, Vision Sunday, just like today. And the prophet came and he stood me up at the 830 service. I hadn't met him yet. He stood me up and he started to prophesy over me. And he started to say, he said, 2018 is the year of new beginnings for you. It's the year of restoration. It had been eight years since we lost everything. Eight is the year of new beginnings. He didn't know any of this. He said, you're gonna be more influential in ministry than you ever were in the marketplace, and you were very successful in the marketplace. That's what he told me. He said, so you could have kept going down that road, but you're gonna have way more influence in ministry than you ever did in the marketplace. And then he started to say a few other things, how God was gonna restore things, and he said, and that restoration includes property. When he said property, it was like his spirit punched my spirit, and I was just like, slow-mo. And I received that word, and faith hit me like never before. And then it was like I was like a shark in bloody water. I was, looking for a, I was looking for a house. I'm like, God gave me the word. He released the word. That house is mine. And I don't want it to be a, a, a lame house. I want it to be a good house. I want it to be a God house. And so we looked around and we found this miracle house. And that's another story. But the point is this. We got, our, we got our faith to a place where God could release his word and it would land on faith so that we could see with our eyes what we already saw in our spirit. But we had to fight to get to that place so God would release his word. The disciples are out in the middle of the ocean, the sea, and Jesus comes out, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. They were scared, they were freaked out, but then the word came. It is I, do not be afraid. And when God, when Jesus released that word, it hit Peter, because faith comes by hearing. And Peter said, oh my gosh, that's God, that's Jesus. If it's really you, I believe it's you, but if it's you, tell me to come. He got his his faith to a place where Jesus could then release the word and he could do the miraculous. So Jesus says, come. And Peter steps out of the boat and starts walking on water. But it was because he had faith that Jesus, the word, could release the word and unlock this unbelievable miracle. It's always a fight of faith. If I can be honest, this year we had a business issue And I heard the voice that said, you're gonna lose it all again. You're gonna lose it all again. And I remember going, God, this can't happen again. I already went through this. And the writing was on the wall. I said, God, it can't happen. You know what I had to do? I had to go get a word. I had to go hear from Jesus himself. It was enough to hear people tell me it's gonna be okay, but I needed a word from Jesus. And so I went on a walk and I remember right where I was, in the same trek that I always walk and I always pray, but I knew right where I was. And I said, Jesus, I need a word. And you know what he said? Trust the call. Trust the call. The devil's not going to take back what I've restored to you. Trust the call. I had to get a word. I had to get a word. So I began to stand on that word and declare it. The devil, you ain't taking nothing from me. And guess what happened? Nothing I still got my house, still got my stuff. I had to battle but I didn't have to beg because my faith was at a place and then God sent the word and brought it to pass. Trust the call. Last story, Acts 14, eight to 10 says this, and in Lystra a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking the word faith came on the inside of him. So Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had the faith to be healed, he had the faith to be healed, and because he had the faith to be healed, Paul, Jesus, could release the word so he could get his healing. There are some people here, and you're at a place where you're like, yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for 2021. I'm ready for that business. I'm ready for that marriage. I'm ready to be a father. I'm ready to do this thing. But you have yet to hear from Jesus. If I can tell you one thing in 2021, get a word from Jesus. Get a word from Jesus. Paul said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. He released the word. And this man who already had the faith to be healed, got healed. It's a fight of faith. It's a fight of faith. 2021 is a fight of faith. God was speaking so loudly to me this week about faith, about faith. And I've never preached anything like that word right there, that we got to get ourselves to a place, because he never wants his word to return to him void. He's looking for people with faith. Will he find it at Awakened Church? I think he will. Come on, give us some praise if you believe that. Come on, if you're a person of faith, clap for Jesus today. Good. He's good. No limits. No limits. No limits. If you're here today, you can stay standing, grab your vision card. If you're here today and you have never invited Jesus into your life, the first Sunday of 2021 is the greatest Sunday that you can invite Jesus into your life. No better way to start out your year than than uh, inviting Christ into your world. Or maybe you're here. And uh, your New Year's resolution was to come to church, but you haven't been in a while. You haven't even thought about Jesus for a while. But today you're saying, you know what? I want to rededicate myself to him. I want to rededicate myself to Jesus. It's very, very hard to hear from him if you don't know him. And the best way to know him is to invite him into your world. That's the first step. So if you're here today and you've never invited Christ into your world, or you, one time you did, but you know what? Today you're saying, I want to rededicate Just lift your hand where you are. I want to pray for you. Is there anybody like that in here? Let me pray for you this afternoon. Is there anybody like that? Over there. Thank you. I see those hands over there. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. God is looking for bold people that have faith enough to raise their hand in front. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you back there. God bless you back there. I think think God's finding faith in Awakened Church. God bless you guys. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So many of us. So many of us. I'm so proud of all of you. What a a way to start your year. What a way to start your year. I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want all of us, especially those of you that lifted your hand, to pray this prayer after me. Everyone's going to help us, though. So just say these words. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life and I thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. Today I declare I'm saved, that heaven is my home, and that God is my Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.